0: everybody welcome back to the spoiler show it's been a while haven't done one since uh i don't remember what was it what was our last breaking bad was it breaking bad did Did we do that and we were going to do like a series
1: of them for breaking bad and then (laughs) we
0: just (laughs) did and we just didn't do it so enjoy the thing that never happened everybody it's me scott johnson it's uh it's him justin robert young hello justin
1: hi how
0: are Uh, you we're i'm good we're here to talk about a company who now owns the rights to the Superman character, and they've just renamed him <laughs> Captain America. Uh, we're talking about Captain America too. The Winter Soldier just out in theaters last weekend, and had uh, did Gangbusters broke all kinds of records. Uh, Ninety six million is, I believe, what I saw. It's not the highest yeah. April opening ever, but it's um, which
1: is is like you know not it's not like a lot of gigantic Gangbuster movies came out in April. You know, no. if you broke may records mm-hmm. then you are you're doing
0: something that's where huge, star yeah.
1: wars movies came out you know like mm-hmm. that's where a lot of the the beginning the summer's summer's Crispus addicts the 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 shot that started that starts at all is always in may in april this is an early start but you know marvel has demonstrated uh no lack of ways in which they are kind of revolutionizing what we want in terms of the summer movie season. And I think this was no exception before we get into the particulars though. Uh, I do want to address what you said up top with like the <laughs> Superman thing, because yeah. Marvel announced yeah. Captain America three. Yeah. The second sequel mm-hmm. to a Captain America movie yeah. is, is as of right now. And I'm sure one of them will move. And I think it's going to be the other movie. Uh, is going, is, is now scheduled to come out the week that Batman Superman
0: comes out. <laughs> they Same are Friday. officially, listen, I am, I'm just going to say it finally. I believe that Marvel is officially dicking with DC right now. Oh no, this is Marvel on
1: their Dundee program. <laughs> um, that's not a knife. This is a knife
0: because <laughs> this is twice now. That they have fiddled around with something that's caused DC to move things around, um, and and Star Wars is partially responsible for that too. But really, they're all under the Disney banner now, anyway. So if oh, anything, yeah. it's like Disney and all of its fingers.
1: You know, it, it's Disney muscling around with Warner Brothers, and and but at the same time, you got done watching Captain America Two. I got done watching Captain America Two. Everybody's listening to this likely got done watching Captain America Two, yeah. and for whatever you thought. Of Man of Steel, are you more excited to see where this story goes with Black Widow and Nick Fury and Bucky Barnes and Captain America, or Batman and Superman fighting each other slash teaming up to save the world? In what a, are you more interested in seeing as a uh, like conceptually
0: in a post Cap Two slash Man of Steel world that we live in? Yeah, I'm more excited about Captain America Three at this point.
1: And that's crazy. It is pants. crazy.
0: It is absolutely crazy, and it's not the right way of things. It shouldn't be this way. But like
1: what are we? What world are, is this? Real life?
0: It's sh- this is some
1: David <laughs> after Dennis stuff. Like
0: it's pretty jacked up. It's I pretty mean, jacked this up. Is
1: the second sequel to a character that I don't care if you're the biggest Captain America mark in the world is not that interesting.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But you You could argue this is true of most of these ones that have succeeded for them so far. Thor, Iron Man, all these second tier Avengers have never been that interesting. When they lived in the comics. They
1: are now. No. And, and, and remember the knock on Captain America was always, well, but can you tell, is Captain America really interesting outside of World War II or is the best version of Captain America Indiana Jones? Right. You know? Right. And so we get that in the first movie. Mm-hmm. But what's remarkable about Captain America, the Winter Soldier, is that, you know, and, and, and there was a lot of like, oh, it's more of a spy thriller. It's more of a spy thriller. This isn't Tinker Taylor's soldier spy. No, right? no. This isn't, uh, and, 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 it's not quite as i think cerebral as it was kind of made out to be nor should it by the way no but
0: it's amazing yeah.
1: and it's it's an amazing contemporary
0: story yeah i agree and the, the beauty of it of of what they've done here uh and to great success in my opinion is they have essentially without any reservation decided that it's okay to rely on the things that works in, the things that worked in the comic to let them work here And this is not a story that is all that unusual. If you're a fan of the comics, I'm reading a series of Captain America um, issues from 2004. It's a little ways back, almost 10, 10 years now. And there, this is a storyline they would have written. Then this is what those comic books do. They've got him in the modern era. He's dealing with issues in the modern era and he's dealing with issues that hit close to home that challenge his boy scout nature his yeah. desire to be honest and, and forthright and kind of have principles. That's all this movie has done is said, we're going to trust in what we've made. There's a reason these things are huge right now. We're tapping into a generation of, of, of expendable income people who grew up on these things and adored them as children and were, and were handed trash from the media when it came to cartoons and, and, uh, and movies and television shows. When they tried to adapt this stuff, them were terrible. It was awful and it was aimed at the lowest possible denominator. This yeah. is now the mainstream. We can make these movies to those people that are going to go see them regardless. So let's trust in ourselves to not have to jump through a bunch of hoops to change things or to modernize them or to put them in a place that seems more uh, reasonable today. I would argue the man of Steel tries to do this. Let's let, yeah. let's let the audience enjoy this on the level that they would enjoy a good, well-written comic book version of this world and of this character. And it's exactly what this movie is. All, right down to the, some of the weird hokey things that still work because you constructed a world that's confident in itself. And they freaking yeah. nailed it. I've never had this much fun in a movie in a very long time, been a bit long, long time for me. And I, this is controversial, but I'm putting cap two ahead of Avengers as far as my favorite, uh, Marvel movie. Okay, well here yeah, there's 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 a conversation you want to have about the the the
1: ranking story, but but before we get to that, I I felt that this one felt the most like a comic uh in terms of just the the sideline the the maturity of the universe to the point where they can make just these sideline references to like hey, all right, I'll do this favor for you Nick Fury, but you better get Tony Stark to come to my nephew's birthday party. <laughs> right, right. Like, and not right. just flying over. He's got to <laughs> shake Aunt his hand.
0: Or you say, no. like, oh, yeah, this uh, we we made it look like, and again, this is the spoiler show, folks, just a reminder, but we make it look like Nick Fury's dead using some serum that uh, Bruce Banner put together to kind of calm himself down when exactly. he's in rage. But it didn't really work for that well. But, hey, right here at Fake to Death, real good, great little sideline Easter egg-y fan service-y moments or like
1: that. Or it's like, oh, we're tracking everybody, like Doctor Strange mm-hmm. in, like, you know, just a uh you know just a a quick mention stuff yeah. like that yeah like it just it felt like oh my god now they are rewarding the fact that i have paid attention to this universe in a way that has been second nature to comics since the 50s mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. that you always just get that that ooh that goose pimply kind of network
0: effect of like
1: Oh, this is so great! Like they live in the same place and they're talking to each other, and it's like ah. It reminds
0: me. It reminds me of so Ang Lee in the in the first Hulk movie that was such a big disappointment. He did this thing with framing where he tried to say, "Hey, what if this looked like a comic book?" And again, yeah. this is you know early days. X Men have been a success, but nobody really knew what they were doing yet. And they tried to do that visually, and it kind of had its moments, and kind of worked in some ways, but. For the most part, it came off as kind of a weird gimmick. In this particular case, they found one of the things that you just mentioned. It's an old comic adage, which is we're going to have a piece of dialogue. And then down below, we're going to have a little asterisk next to one of the words. And then down below, we're going to say, check issue, whatever, whatever, of the Falcon meets whatever. Because that's when this thing he just talked about happened. And and readers would know that already. And it was great to be affirmed in knowing that. That's all this is now. It's them saying, hey, remember that thing that happened in New York? We're going to mention it. Because you yeah. watch that other movie. And hey, guys who only read the comics and have no idea what the else is going on, you're going to totally get these early Bucky Barnes references. And you're going to understand where that's all coming from because, man, all the way back in the freaking World War II days, you got Bucky Barnes hopping along with everybody. Like, it's a really, really... um, tr- uh, How do I put this? It's done in a way that makes you smile, poke each other in the seat, go, oh, my gosh, my daughter's freaking out next to me because she can't believe they mentioned Doctor Strange. In that kind of way, without it feeling like they're shoving it in my face or shoving it in my throat, it's contextual. It makes sense in the story. If you've never heard of Bruce Banner, you still you still can get where they're coming from. A scientist made a thing to calm something down, but it didn't work. But, hey, it made me look like I was dying. It wasn't just yeah. a throwaway line. That's really, really smart writing, directing, and, and sort of story construction.
1: Yeah. It's like, oh, we have new turbines on the helicarriers. Like, oh, Tony Stark. It's like, well... He had a few notes after he got an up-close look. Yeah. And that's just a reference to not just the fact that Tony Stark is a scientist, but the fact that he got stuck in an air turbine during (laughs) the Avengers,
0: you know? (laughs) Right. Which is great. Like, it's such a great little piece. It's fun and it's
1: great and it feels good. Now, uh, real quick before we get into the plot. um, Ranking the movies. Yeah. I've kind of hit a point with these films where if I, you know, gun to my head, I could and would rank them, right? Yeah. But I don't feel that I need to. And I don't feel that I need to. I I don't feel the need to do it because now the list had previously been so I could tell other people who were not into comic books what comic book movies were worth it, Mm. you know? Mm. Like I could justify which comic book movies were not just movies that I liked because – you know, I liked rooting for the laundry of Superman or Batman or, right, you know, right. uh, Spider-Man. But rather were good films that you could say, hey, listen, this is an enjoyable time. This is an enjoyable two hours for for good story pacing and plot reasons. Uh, we've had such a, a wealth of these movies now that like, I, I mean, like I could make my list, but if somebody else told me like, Oh, I liked Avengers more. I like Thor the Dark World more. I like the first Captain America more. I would be like, yeah, I get it, man. Like, they're all just like, we have so many amazing flavors of ice cream. Mm-hmm. And if you really like Indiana Jones, then yeah, the first Captain America is going to be great. And if you really, really liked sci fi fantasy, then yes, yeah, Thor the Dark World is going to be more up your alley. And for this movie, I love political intrigue. I love spy thrillers. I love this kind of. Me too. Uh, you know the 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 moral uh, idea of who captain america is influencing where we are now and even though we are smarter and more sophisticated than we were like are there elements that we that we have gone too far on like that's great that's amazing and that's why i love this but i was curious i mean like do you feel what what is the drive for you to rank them
0: all right so I think there's just a natural inclination to go. Well, which which one's best? You do this with Star Wars movies. I've always had yeah. sort of a ranking for those. The way I look at these, you make a good point. And you've got me thinking here. Maybe this isn't so much. Maybe it feels weird to rank them now, and I kind of peter out toward the end of the list because I really enjoyed them all. Yeah. Um, it's now Except no longer for the
1: Edward Norton Hulk, which we've all agreed to forget.
0: I don't know if I'm. I don't know if I'm on that boat. I sure liked it a lot better than the Yang Lee one, and I I liked it. I think more than anyone I know, I actually thought it was all right. Um, oh, I
1: mean, listen, I, I think it was all right. Yeah. But it's like nobody mentions it. It, it is it is certainly dead last on any Marvel universe This
0: list. is all true. Yeah. The, the the Avengers was a better Hulk movie. Honestly, that's just the truth. I mean, of course. Yeah. yeah.
1: But then again, I mean, that gets into more questions about the Hulk in that is he always better as a supporting character
0: yeah. than
1: a main character? You could argue that. Some, yeah. some legitimacy, too. There is. But, uh, I,
0: but the main reason I don't like to rank these in my head, I think is because um, there is no longer a fight between which of these movies is better. It is now back to the old fight, which is the comic fight, which still rages today, which is who's doing it better, Marvel or DC. And that's where I'm at right now because Mar- I'm, I now have confidence that every time Marvel puts something out, I'm going to like it. Even if it's less good than the captain America Two or better than the Avengers or whatever, I'm going to yeah. get a good thing. So what I'm getting is issues of a comic that are based in a universe that I really like, and I love how they're fleshing it out, and it's the way comic books work. And the crossover is happening. The whole, the entire model is comic books. It's like somebody fi- it finally dawned on that dude, the what's his name, the fourteen year sketch out man, the guy that's got this all figured out. I forget Kevin his name. Feet. That guy. It dawned on him, and people ex- and people gave him the green light or something. I'd love to know how these meetings went, but somebody finally went, guys, we have the model right in front of us. We've been making it for a hundred years and it's called comic books and it's worked for us and it can work here the same storytelling the same kind of characterizations and the same kind of production value it's the same and the crossovers and the references and the the team ups and the separations and they do their own thing it's been done and we know how to do it as well as anybody else knows how to do it meanwhile dc and warner brothers over there spinning their wheels going oh we got to." we got to somehow bring Superman up to the modern age so he's not so... They forget who the character is, and then it starts to sound tone-deaf because Captain America is the same problem. Same exact problem. Overly innocent, bright-eyed, I'm here for the... I'm fighting for... I'm a true patriot. The American way is the way to go. All these kinds of things. He's stayed true to that, and even in this movie where all around him, these things he holds dear are falling apart. And 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 being thrown in his face, and why did you trust any of this? He still maintains it. He stays true to the guy, and the tone is right. And I want—I I can't speak for everybody here, but in a world filled with anti-heroes, all the Walter White you can eat in our current entertainment world—sure,
1: everything
0: yeah. is aimed at that. And I'm not saying I don't find those interesting and and, and complex, and and I'm loving—or even,
1: or even Tony Stark. I mean, Tony sure. Stark is a guy who's. Whose, uh, whose journey is that his drive and his demons kind of come from the same place.
0: Sure, sure. Kind of, a, you know, in a, in a real way, batman because he's also, his powers are derived from just straight up, you know, smarts, money. Knowing and, some stuff. Yeah, yeah, knowing some stuff or whatever. So and being that, mega rich. In a lot of ways, those two are very interchangeable. And, and I want those guys. There's nothing wrong with those guys. I think they have the perfect yin to the yang. But I miss stories about heroes that are truly, truly heroic and have motives that are that come from some place of purity and some place of, uh, I don't know, even if it's just idealistic points of view, I miss that. And I miss it when it's handled, handled right. So this movie just kind of blew my mind because they totally handled it right. Took a guy from the 40s, put him in the modern day, and you didn't have to make him an angsty, angry, jaded, nothing I thought was real is true guy. You put him in a place or, or where he can still be that guy. Or when he feels betrayed,
1: he doesn't give up the flag, which is something that they did in the comics that right. I thought was silly. Sure. Uh, it was Andrew Maine was was brought this up with me that like, you know, he didn't give up the flag because why give up the flag? The mm-hmm. flag are the ideals. You know, right. you can give up the 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 leadership, you know, you can you can stop answering to it. But the idea is that Captain America is, you know. In many ways, if you want to get on a, on a deeper level, the uh, the embodiment of American exceptionalism uh, American exceptionalism in the idea that let's do the right thing, right? Let's just when 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 we get let's understand that we can get off course, but it's never too late to do the right thing, right? And that's what Captain America is for and about, and that's what this movie is uh, is by and large about. Now, really, the only thing that I walked out of the movie feeling a little weird about was the name, because mm. like. No, I, I know throughout, where you're going with this, yeah. Throughout the film, <laughs> it's kind of like if Empire Strikes Back was called Boba Fett, and then <laughs> they found out at the end that he was Han's best friend from childhood,
0: right? Right. And, well, yes, but like, moreover, it would be, if you called it Boba Fett, you would expect a lot more Boba Fett. And this movie also was called The Winter Soldier and had very little winter soldier in it. He would pop up as very little points. winter soldier. Yeah.
1: Although it was, and again, I think it's Angie Manigating who made this point. The point isn't that Bucky is the winter soldier. The point is that Captain America is on his way to becoming the winter soldier.
0: Mm, yeah, I could I could see that point of view. And it, it's also fair. this is also consistent with the comics. Not all of them, but there are many strains where Bucky is straight up the winter soldier. He is this he is this other thing. That is sometimes a nemesis, sometimes maybe later, not the nemesis and somebody who's sort of working covertly for good. Well, it
1: just, it just, it just felt, it felt kind of weird only because at the end of the the way that we leave the movie is Captain America saying like, I'm going after Bucky. Yeah. And it's like, well, then that's the Winter
0: Soldier movie. Yeah, there's your <laughs> He's going to go movie. and actually
1: deal with the Winter Soldier the entire plot. Yeah, call that one like, the Winter Soldier. like Revenge of Hydra.
0: <laughs> the next one's going to be called uh, Agent 13 and she'll be in it for five minutes or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but, but the, the, uh, the whole, the whole, I mean, essentially Bucky is Marvel's, uh, uh, Robin. I mean, that's who he is back in the yeah, day anyway, historically, historically yeah. speaking. And he's kind of in this incarnation, he's kind of like Marvel's confused Nightwing, which used to be Robin and then went off on, on yeah. his own and kind of rebelled against Batman. So as usual, what we see happen at Marvel, and this has always been true, Marvel tends to have characters that are basically rip-offs of DC. That's kind of how they start. So Quicksilver is the Flash. Uh, Hawkeye is Green Arrow. Um, yeah. The, you know, you can pretty much find the equivalent everywhere for something and on really, the other And really, that side.
1: does go both ways. It does. There's you know.
0: some back and forth, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Black Panther is basically Batman, and, uh, visually anyway. Iron Man, in a lot of ways, is Batman. So... I don't actually have a problem with these exchangeable archetypes. It's what they're doing with them now, and when I see something like Man of Steel, where we have built basically a one-man nine eleven machine who doesn't really seem to understand what has been, what he is, what hath he wrought, uh, and doesn't have, you know, when his father's telling him to keep it, keep it secret, and maybe you shouldn't have saved the kid on the bus. When in traditional sense, you would have told, Pa Kent would have told Clark Kent, don't hide what you have. You're going to be reviled and hated for it and misunderstood, but always do the right thing. Always save people. That is a very different message than they're telling now. And I think they're telling it because they think that that's what audiences want now. I think they were wrong. A more
1: more complex story.
0: Yes, and they were wrong because that isn't how you do it. What you do is you have Superman still be that guy, but have him have to operate in this world now where we're being watched by the... NSA and where everybody doesn't trust anybody and essentially that's what cap two is it's the same thing it's throw this good-hearted right-thinking dude regardless of anything else his motives are always pure regardless of where he works or how corrupt somebody might be behind the scenes or someone he's trusted for years screws him over it doesn't matter the purity is his not theirs and you put him in these situations there's your damn story and then things go great and then you're thinking man Chris Evans I don't even like you in other roles but hot damn you're a good Captain America you know like like everybody wins when you treat the subject matter with this level of respect and like you said it's not like Captain America or the history of the comic is all that great it's okay there are great moments uh you know yeah. whatever people are really deep into that stuff they get it they get why the the characters are good at their core but it's not like you had Batman here and fumbled it. Yeah. But they're fumbling. Well, they fumbled, they're fumbling the hell out of Superman right now. I know he's hard to do. I get it. But a part of the reason I think he's no, hard to I do mean, is listen, they're not I, accepting. I, I, yes. The it's hard to write.
1: It's 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 hard to write a Superman story fine. But we're not even to the degree of difficulty it is to write a Thor story. I agree. And they've written two incredibly fun and funny. Thor movies. Yep. You know? Yep. Like uh, those are immensely entertaining. Whatever you think of the Thor movies, they are immensely entertaining. And sure. they are written and cast to be funny. Like there is there is almost always somebody on screen that is capable of making a really funny, silly joke.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah.
1: Like be it Cat Dennings or uh Tom Hiddleston, like or even uh Thor himself. Like, you know, there's somebody who's going to make a one-liner. And that's what's almost remarkable about Captain America 2 is that of the Marvel films, it's really the least funny, yeah, right? Yeah, least jokey like, there for are sure. Jokes, sure. but they got to work harder for the jokes than they did in, in the other movies because there's not just a character who's known for the smirk or the one-liner. There's no Robert Downey Jr. There's no, you know, uh, Tom Hiddleston. So it's like, it's still really funny. And and to me, the script almost felt, it felt kind of Pixar-esque mm. where it's like Pixar has been so remarkable because what they do is they always, uh, uh, you know, allegedly or part of their process is to like, quote unquote, plus the script. Mm. So it's like, they just keep going through the script and it's like, all right, let's just think of like the one note joke or look or line that we can add. Right. Like just one more, one right. more, right. one more. One more, one more yeah. that makes sense, that are funny, that resonate with the audience, and might even bring something back, you know, from from earlier or tease something that is happening. Uh it's 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 really amazing because there's because they don't have that mechanism that they've had in the past, and yet it was a really entertaining movie. And you get these kind of these really funny one-liners, like the the back and forth between Captain America and Scar and uh, and and the the Black Widow yeah. about him dating or like. You know the the joke up top about like you know Captain America what he's liked about the modern era like you know the internet very helpful right right
0: yeah a few lines like that the Falcon's usually there when the good funnies are happening if they're happening at all and him him lapping them around the uh the uh, where, where, where that, we're no that by the way
1: that to me if we're if we're just going to stay on the DC Marvel thing that has been my allegory after watching Captain America two yeah. is that that is Marvel and DC. <laughs> We're just, Captain America, Marvel is just on your lefting uh, uh, DC as they continue to kind of stretch out puzzling casting decisions. And, you know, it's like, oh, well, don't worry. Don't worry about Batman, Superman, because now Wonder Woman's going to be in it. Yeah. And... Aquaman. It's weird.
0: It's weird.
1: Martian Manhunter. We'll just keep naming people until you guys get excited. Let us know. It feels
0: like a momentum problem because you have the same challenges with Thor and the same challenges with Hawkeye and some of these second, third tier characters that don't, you know, that are hard to do. But they've done them now and they've got it out there. And now it's on DC to take their hard to do characters like Aquaman, like even the Flash to some degree or whatever, and take them someplace. And do something with Martian Manhunter? How the hell do you even do that? Like you, it's the momentum thing at this point. Like Marvel's got this crazy momentum of success, 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 and then crossover, and then more success. And they built a machine that is no longer for nerds. It's no longer for geeks. It's no longer for closet comic book readers. It's for freaking everybody. Yeah. And it's so difficult to do. So on the other hand, here's what makes me sad: DC Warner Brothers owns. I will argue the greatest comic book hero of all time, which is Batman. And Batman is, you could say that about, some would say it about Superman. I disagree. I think Batman is the most important, most flexible, most interesting character in comics, period. And there never has been anything better. Now that being said, I don't know what Superman V Batman will be like because we haven't seen it. But, but if you told me that Marvel was about to do a movie about, Oh, I don't know. Guardians of the Galaxy, a way third tier thing that nobody's ever heard of that's freaking weird in that universe. Third tier is complimentary. I would agree. Um, Fifth, sixth, sixth tier is accurate. As, exactly. Yeah. And so they're going to, And but you tell me they're doing that. And I go, oh, I'm so stoked to see what they do because they have established the trust line I need because they pulled off all this other shit. And when it comes to Batman, Superman, I went, well, yeah, Nolan nailed it with the Batman, petered out at the end a little bit, but, you know, Dark Knight was hella good and whatever. I, you know, that stuff was all good. It feels like they have not established the string of trust I need for me to get excited about it.
1: Well, I mean, you know, let's put it in comic terms, and I'm not saying that it is an an, an allegory, but as a way to explain it to comic book fans, Marvel has a system, uh, and DC has Christopher Nolan and like in the same way that they had Frank Miller, mm-hmm. you know, it's mm-hmm. like, that's a singular talent right. when he does stuff. If you was like, Oh, if Christopher Nolan comes out and says, Hey, you know, I did this in your stellar movie, but I really can't shake the Batman universe. I want to do another, another Batman trilogy. Um, but it'll focus on Joseph Gordon-Levitt or whatever,
0: you know? Yeah, right.
1: Like we'd all be pumped. Be exciting! We'd to see all him be
0: very place excited place. because he he has with Batman. He we have trust in Christopher Nolan absolutely. But of course he'd be excited
1: beyond like now. It's like what's really remarkable about about Marvel is is not only the fact that the movies have been good, but the the directing talent they've got has been amazing because they seem to have gotten all these guys off not like the scratch and dent been right no, no. but certainly the like a, a bit of money ball like a bit of like hey let's get the most talented director that for whatever reason in hollywood system is not appreciated the way they should and give them money and freedom
0: right you know and, and- it's
1: like so you get john favreau when you know like his his biggest effects driven movie was zathura, zathura right point,
0: <laughs> you know yeah
1: You give him Iron Man. You give Kenneth Branagh, a guy who is known for Shakespearean productions, Thor. You give the Russo brothers... Who previously the top of their resume included episodes of Arrested Development and Community?
0: Yeah, happy endings. And you do
1: mo- <laughs> the least funny movie in the Marvel Universe. Yeah,
0: yeah. some sh- some movie or some short film in two thousand eight called Car Effers. Like I I don't even I when I saw this and I heard these guys were directing this I thought what the what's going on? And they're all TV series. And I came away going, I'd like this action, like as an action movie. I yeah. like the action in this movie better than I like Born Identity action. Like, I really, really, really liked it. Like, great choreography, great explosions, great car stuff, great hand-on-hand stuff. Like, it felt like a... I don't know. Like, what's his name? Uh, the I can't, uh, the United 93 guy. I can't think of his name. Uh, Captain Greengrass. Phillips. Greengrass. I was like, is Greengrass, like, uh, you know, moonlighting under the name of two brothers I've never heard of. Like it really, really impressed me. It's like, they've got an eye for what they need, not for just a big name or not just for a crappy name, but they actually kind of know what they need Thor needed. Thor needed some Shakespearean treatment. It's that kind of thing. It's a, it's a weird second
1: Thor they went to a dude who directed game of Thrones, right? You know,
0: Right. It's just trippy to me that they, you said it already, they have a system and I think that system is guarded. I don't think we even know how they're pulling all this off. I think there's just smart people in the right place, the right time that are making right calls, good calls. And, and I just, I don't have any fear about when these movies come, if I'm going to be excited or disappointed or any of those things. And then, I mean, at the end of this thing, so they always have the teasers at the end of the Marvel thing, which has pretty much now established the norm. If you're going to make a comic book movie, you better do something like that or everyone's disappointed. Um, The end of this one, we get a sneak peek at what I assume, again, spoilers here, folks, are the uh, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver, which have been rumored or already cast to be in Avengers 2. Yeah. Right? I think that's right. Um, That is right. Like, nobody... Nobody but me and my daughter knew who those two were. Like, we sat down, and I heard somebody behind us go, is that the Flash? I'm like, oh, crap. Here we go. It's just another reminder that Marvel's got a bunch of, who knows who the hell they are characters, right? A whole stable of them. And there are people who don't even follow comic books who knew that that was Flash-like. And yet, it's DC and Warner Brothers who can't get it together on the Flash. Yeah. Even though that's what they see. Like, they see the Flash. Like I, that was really revealing to me and I was depressed about the now, state. It of also things was over very,
1: there. very important legally to mention that these are not the mutant version of Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. Correct. And uh, they won't be able uh, to see either. the mutant version of Quicksilver in days of future past, right. because that's, that is apparently the, 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 the distinction is that uh, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver can be part of the Avengers movie and are owned by Marvel as Avengers. Um, not mutants and certainly not fathered by Magneto.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like that's, that's the, the weird, the weird legal ground. <laughs> that, that's why they, they can both have these characters in their movies.
0: And it's also, you just said another thing that just also makes this doubly more amazing to me that Marvel's pulling this off. They already have stripped out of their own hands because of their own crappy decisions and mistakes. They're two, arguably their two biggest properties in their entire universe. X-Men three, three. three. That's right. X-Men, uh, Spider-Man, Uh, who's the other one On fantastic four Four. all three owned by somebody else all three they can't even touch all three they get money from but they can't be a marvel studio production they can't be directly involved it's sony and fox doing their thing yet despite all of that despite their best possible properties being in the hands of others they took all their second b tier characters and turned them into freaking mega superstars to the point that if you go play a video game based on the avengers and it's downloadable content that you pay for a piecemeal, you're gonna pay more money for Iron Man than you're gonna pay for uh an X Man right yeah. now. Like in the like the Marvel action RPG, you're paying more money for a character that nobody gave two shits about for decades because of what yeah. they've done. It's amazing to me. It's incredible to me.
1: Yeah. No, it's 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 uh it is it is certainly remarkable. Uh to to go back to the movie itself. What I found amazing about it is, and I read a lot of, number one, this is a lot headier. I don't know if you you agree, but this is a lot headier of a movie than I was expecting it to be. Like oh, yeah, I, I came more. away thinking about the themes of the film mm-hmm. um, for a couple days afterward, which is rare, even for Marvel movies, as much as I love them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like I left Iron Man thinking about the themes of Iron Man, right. you know, or or <laughs> Thor. Um, right. Or even the first Captain America, to be honest. Sure, like, Captain America 1, one was is, such a
0: throwback. Anyway, it was it was hard to relate yeah. to anything new. Yeah.
1: But I read a lot of fairly heady deconstructions of of the film, and and part of what you know they were saying is like, okay, so is this the triumph of the 1940s? We can do it. Ideal, and what my my takeaway on it is that. Yes, it is that idea that like, okay, we could use a little bit more of the 1940s, let's throw our head over the wall and do the right thing kind of concept. But what makes Captain America special in this incarnation is that he only got the run-up, right? Right, right. He's frozen before D-Day, before Hiroshima, and before what has really been that I have lived my total life and you have lived your total life and most of everybody who's listening have lived their total life and the deconstruction in in, in our kind of age of cynicism, yeah. which is great and amazing. And it's like, it's why stand-up comedy exists. It's why, you know, uh, the, the all of the the brilliant elements of art that we've come to know and love have existed in rebellion of this kind of pure, let's just do the right thing right. kind of concept. Right. And because it's dangerous. Right. But what happens if you have one guy who just never saw the corruption?
0: Yeah, he was out for never, all of it. Never saw the Cold War. Never saw any of that backwoods uh, giving money to the Contras. You know, none of this stuff yes. happened under his. Or preview.
1: even, or even is aware of how dirty things can and were. You know, during his own era.
0: Yeah. Right. Well, he I guess should, no. I guess it depends on what you adhere to. If you're talking the comics, there, were you know, when he was unfrozen, I don't remember when this originally was, but he ended up he he would have seen all of these things leading up to 2014. Well, uh, no, no,
1: no, I'm talking about I'm talking about this, but this purely iris- from the
0: movie, right, right.
1: Yeah, in the Mar the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Right, right. Um, like that's what that's what 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 is amazing is that he is here now. Yeah, and it is all we've seen are lessons about why the world is more complicated than we then we can comprehend. And he is of an era where it's like, no, there is, there is the ultimate simplicity. There is bad stuff and we should stop it.
0: Yeah. You yeah. know, it's refreshing. I and, I, I and, uh, found it refreshing because what we usually do with these stories is these, they're comp- complex and they're interesting and there is no clear, there's no clear solution. And I'm not even saying his is necessarily clear, but his is certainly simple. And the simple solution yes. is self-sacrifice. Uh, do more for, you know, do do more good than harm. Like these kinds of simple concepts are missing from modern storytelling. And I'm not saying I want to swing all the way back to where everything is oversimplified, not in, not in the least. I know things are more gray than they are anything. I am not an absolutist or by any stretch of the imagination. But as a, stereoty- a a storytelling trope, I like when things can be simple, clean, and noble. There's a nobility to it. That is missing from a lot of stuff. I love Game of Thrones. and I think it's the greatest show on TV. I absolutely freaking love Game of Thrones. But yeah, there's very little nobility left in that show. Nobody well, really. It,
1: well, and, and that's not what the show is about. N- it right? never was.
0: Like... It's not supposed to be right. But, but well, do you John see what Snow. I'm saying? John
1: Snow, John Snow is your nobility. You're
0: absolutely, he is. But story. knowing what I know about the books, and since this is a spoiler cast, I guess we didn't warn him for spoiling. But, you know,
1: <laughs> knowing gotcha. things that
0: I know, it doesn't seem like nobility lasts very long in that world. And it's nice to see a story. I don't need it. Again, I don't need it in all my storytelling, but it's nice to see one where nobility can win the day. And it's just rare today so it felt refreshing and new and, and and not like a thing we're getting a lot of which is how this stuff goes it swings back and forth and maybe this is a swing this is a sign of a swing the other way in entertainment i don't know but it was a
1: well i mean it is I mean, but like i guess like the point is it makes sense for captain america
0: mm-hmm. right yeah it fits like it fits, it fits for has, superman what, by the way they just aren't doing it you know what man, i'm saying i'll it, tell you what it fits.
1: i watched half of man of Steel. Because speaking of Game of Thrones, we we're we we're gonna watch that, and HBO Go was down, so we had to watch actual HBO like idiots. Yeah. And um, <laughs> all right, and so I watched the last half of Man of Steel. Yeah. What is amazingly unrem- What what is amazing about that movie? Yeah. Is how I mean, aside from the MacGuffin of like he's got you know. He's got the Krypton codex in his blood or under his sleeve or sewed into his underwear. I don't know. I forget, but somewhere he's got the magical th- Link's got the second Triforce in his heart. Yeah, you know, like, right, whatever. Right. Um, aside from that, there's no reason why Superman has to solve this problem. Right. It could be Iron Man, could be the Green Lantern, yep. could be Batman with, you know, with, with enough ingenuity. Like He's just sort of generic hero who has to punch hard enough.
0: Yeah, you know. Yeah, no, that's and, exactly it.
1: And that's that's what's so amazing about Captain America too is that like no, it's got to be Captain America. Yeah. Because you look at, at 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 the issue there, and maybe Iron Man looks at that and says, "Hey, you know, these are really cool helicarriers, and maybe we shouldn't destroy them. <laughs> we yeah. should." Just do it the right way. And, and let's just take over shield and wipe out Hydra from the inside. And I'd say that's the wrong solution, but it's not the solution we got.
0: Right. You know? Right.
1: Like everybody, even our other heroes look at this differently. Yeah. Nick Fury looks at solving this problem differently.
0: Very differently. Yeah.
1: Uh, uh, Tense you know, moment there, it.
0: by the way. They them all trying to yeah. figure that out. That was really great. Really, um, really, really liked the way that that was all turning out. And speaking of the Black Widow thing, real quick, not to interrupt, but I, I just wanted to at least mention before I forgot. They, I was worried about her in this. I didn't, I wasn't looking forward to her being in it. I'm like, do you really have to have another Avenger hanging around? Is it, is, yeah. it, is it important to the story or whatever? So pleasantly surprised how much it was great. I liked her. Great. It. Really good. And it was this, this exploration of what, what his modern friendships should be. And her with her shady past, man, her checkerboard past and all the stuff that she's done in her life leading yeah. up to where she is now and all of that getting exposed too. her finding comfort in this simple dude as her friend is a theme I really resonated with because yeah. she she is at her most true self when she is around Steve Rogers because Steve Rogers is not judging her. Steve Rogers isn't hiding things for her or about her or against her knowledge. He is just straight up dude who's going to help her out of a bad situation. And she feels like she's finally got somebody she can be around and, and tool with who is not judging her, protecting her or one of these other roles that, that everybody else has played in her, her relatively terrible life. And I thought that was great. Loved all that. And
1: also a great job of keeping it within the, you know, they'd be good together, but they won't. And, you know, like, like the, the the romantic tension on simmer enough but but not there. Yes, you know? very
0: subtle w- ways. Like it did never fill. But overt... that's
1: one of those things where that ship has sailed. Yeah. There are our message boards. I'm sure <laughs> lighting up with people writing their own fan fiction about that one lonely night when Captain America surrenders <laughs>
0: his dignity to, uh, to, to the Black Widow to Natasha. Yeah, I don't I don't you know the way they handled it is the absolutely the right way to handle it. And uh, building up Agent Thirteen as his potential love interest is not only accurate via the comics. But also, I think, long overdue for this character. He needs that in his life. It's a really, really cool way all well, those relationships are also, handled. Also,
1: doesn't Black Widow and, 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 and Winter Soldier slash Bucky kind it, of eventually it, it, get At together? some
0: point in the, in the comics, this is true. I can't remember what the course of all that is, though. Um, like, I don't remember what was it after he'd sort of broken away from the control of HYDRA agents, or was it... I, I don't know. I don't. I don't remember. But yes, I believe there's a bunch of that going on. And it, so they'll never get into that though, because it's too. Uh, I don't it's know. So twisted. Maybe. I maybe.
1: All right. Here, can I give you my big, my big guess? You my got a big, big sketch,
0: big prediction. Okay, go.
1: So we're gonna get Age of Ultron. <laughs> yeah, we are. That's gonna deal with some Thanos stuff, yeah. right?
0: Uh, it should. Yeah, I mean, it's mostly but Ultron, okay. but I'm sure Than. I mean, if, the, if if that teaser... here's the, Actually, I have a big question about that. If the teaser at the end of Avengers 1 showing Thanos on that rock was just simply a teaser for fun, you know, to, hey, look, Thanos, cool. All right, moving on to Avengers 2 and it's not about him, that would be really weird to me. So if he's in the teaser, I've always thought... Well, well no, I think
1: a- we also... We get into the Thanos universe with Guardians of the Galaxy.
0: Oh, uh, That's true. Because he's... Uh, What's-her-name's-his-daughter in the comic. I don't know how much they get yeah. into that. In
1: no, I, I mean, like, they're like half the guardians of the galaxy are uh, either affected by or designed to kill Thanos.
0: Yeah, very Thanos driven um, thing. That whole story. So we can
1: I think we get we get age of Ultron yeah. and now the the first of the phase 3 films that we know are is Captain America 3. And now we know at least the beginnings of the plot line of what will happen in Captain America 3. Mm. He's going to go after Bucky. He's going to find Bucky. They are going to have Set up a thing where now, within a post shield existence, you have uh, you have uh, you know, him kind of on the outskirts of things, Mm. right? Mm. Now, let's say the third Avengers movie features a gigantic threat, the likes of which the world (laughs) has never known, okay? Let's say theoretically, okay, and now. Tony Stark says, "Hey listen, we need to, we need the biggest hammer we can we can find, yeah. right? To hit this. There's still like the rem- the organization of Shield. Mm-hmm. We need to find, we need to we need to reactivate Shield and we need I'm going to take the lead in in finding every hero we can to fight this menace." Right. And meanwhile, Captain America skeptical about all this is like no you're just going to create a power structure that is going to be co-opted and it will ultimately be the hammer that is used to fight against us boom avengers 3 civil
0: war <laughs> you know what probably not wrong that there's sounds no, right number to one, there's me. no
1: way that we do not get civil war as the third avengers movie for this reason it is the defining Captain America versus Iron Man. Oh
0: yeah, no, this is Thor. their relationship exactly. And
1: those are that's those are the two, the two people, the two archetypes that Marvel as a cinematic universe has as the most successful.
0: You funny, know? funny enough, it's also about the age Stark would be getting into this. In other words, it actually matches. If they get get if if they get Downey back for it, which I can't imagine yeah. they wouldn't. It's just right. It's just right. Like he's the right age. He's the right mentality at that point. Civil War is a badass storyline. It is, it's freaking amazing. Now,
1: and that's I read a thing the other day that was like, "Why we'll never get Civil War as a movie?" And it's like, "Shut up! You and totally like, could." Half of, it, half of it's like, "Well, you know, it involves Wolverine and Spider Man," and I'm like, "Yeah, okay, so you write them out. Like, it's
0: fine. <laughs> it's totally fine. Look, if what you can happened? write, if you can write out uh, Ant Man and Wasp out of your first Avengers movie, you can do anything. Exactly. Yeah." That's like, the way I look just, at it. I, I hate
1: these super literal arguments. Like, <laughs> like whatever. This is why you're not writing movies. Right. And, and then, by the way, I'm not writing movies either. So my opinion is just as valid. Right, of course. This is my argument.
0: Of course. But that's exciting to me that they could do that. And I don't, you know, Spider-Man did have a huge role in that story. But pull him out. It's fine. Big deal. Oh, uh, well,
1: yeah. I mean, because also you can't make it. You can't make the motivations of S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, because were they run by Norman Osborn at that point?
0: yeah. yeah. So you can't so.
1: really make it, you can't make it as patently sinister and, and Iron Man getting played for a sucker the way he was in, in the comic version of Civil War. It's got to be something where you see both sides of the argument,
0: you, you know? You don't think there's any chance Sony, somehow Sony, the the price is right that Marvel has made so much money from all this these movies, including Avengers 2 later next year and all this stuff that they wouldn't somehow finagle those rights back from everybody before you'd have to do a civil war movie. No, 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 no,
1: no, no, no. I mean like,
0: like what's the price? There's gotta be a price. There have been little whispers. There have been
1: whispers that like the idea of a mega movie could happen, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't think for, if you're Disney, why? Well, here's why. Why, why surrender part of your profits? Why?
0: I'm why saying buy waste? that. I'm saying straight up buy it back. Is there is does you Sony can't. have no, a no, price? No, no, no,
1: That nobody, nobody. No, no, no. Like the 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 CEO of of whatever division that owns that from the conglomerates for be it Sony or Fox or you know. Yeah. Like the the executive that takes the meeting where they discuss a price <laughs> is fired that after
0: he's that. out. Yeah, you're right. Like, I don't want that to be true, but you're right. Could they do a but thing? But you where- know what?
1: It's like. I don't know. It's fine. Like, I want to I mean, see. I'm
0: just saying. I want to see what Marvel does. Marvel proper does with Fantastic Four.
1: Well, yeah, and uh, I don't know. I'm I'm excited with where Josh Trank goes. I really liked uh, the other
0: superhero kid oh, movie, uh, to- uh, cannot, not Chronicle. Chronicle. Yeah.
1: Um, I thought that was well shot, well well directed. Sure. Um
0: It's a little found know. footagey, which makes me not nervous, but I don't know what I don't know how he. Translated. I thought it,
1: I thought it did well though. Like I thought it did cool. well. I, I hate that genre, but like uh i thought it did well within it
0: yeah actually it's maybe my if you if you said hey scott gun to your head how, you know which found footage movie did you ever like i think that's probably the only one i've ever really liked yeah. it, it felt I
1: mean, rich back in the day when it was a novelty but
0: yeah and it felt kind of groundbreaking but in this in this particular case it felt like it worked pretty well but i don't know what he's like when it comes to straight up setting up scenes with actors and characters and stuff that isn't supposed to be
1: I like the cast, though. Yeah. The cast, I think, is is, is pretty rad. So, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I have faith that now we are in a world where uh, I like the first Spider-Man. I'm excited. Uh, I'm very excited for the second Spider-Man. Um, I've loved X-Men First Class. I did, too. You know? It's great. Uh, I, I really hope that Days of Future Past is good. That second trailer did a lot to restore my faith in in that movie because i did not same, like trailer. Same. the
0: tone of the second trailer feels right for that whole storyline and uh stuff being on the line the way it is and also you know in a way we got to thank fox for actually kind of doing what i'm asking for with avengers and they're not doing it the same way but they're doing it very much so with a the cast they're saying wouldn't it be cool if we took first class young actor dudes and we took all the old school uh x-men one two and three people and let's get them together somehow yeah, That also fits in the comic book trophy world th- that I like. So it's totally cool that they're actually going to pull that off. And I hope it's good. I hope I'm not, you know, Zack Snyder disappointed. Not Zack Snyder. Who's the other guy? Zack? No. No, yeah. I think, you know, you got it. Zack
1: Snyder oh, was, who was the Man third? of Steel.
0: Yeah, but who was the third third X-Men? That was, oh. Uh, he was terrible. Yeah. Real bad. And I can't think of his name. Anyway, no. that guy. Oh, He's an ass. Everyone, there's he, people don't like that guy. Brett Ratner. Brett, Brett Ratner, Ratner. That's it. Uh, you know, I don't I have no expectation for good or bad, but that the that they pulled that off is kind of a mini version of what I'm talking about. So good for them, I suppose.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm nervous with where they're going. I like the talent, the the brain trust behind the Spider-Man universe that they're setting up at Sony. Uh, I'm very nervous about the concept of a Sinister Six mm. movie. Mm. Um, just because. I don't know when that's ever worked.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but there's that was Um, all over the all over Twitter this morning. Somebody just announced something, right?
1: Oh, I don't know. I I mean, I know that they've they've previously announced uh, a Sinister Six movie, and then then a a Venom movie.
0: Oh, here we go. Uh, Yeah, they just got a director. This was 15 hours ago. Uh, Director Drew Goddard. I don't know who that is, but anyway, Cabin in the Woods. Oh, is that who that is? Yeah. Oh, I really like that. Yeah, uh, different kind of thing, but whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, all I
1: and he's he's one of the guys behind the scenes that's been working on the larger arc,
0: the bigger picture. But for he's Robert but he's a first.
1: Joss Whedon protege.
0: Is he? Okay. Well, Yeah, yeah that was a, that was a Austin Whedon episode. script, I guess. Um, yeah, I'm uh, I'm stoked about all these these things, and back so to to wrap things up, back to the Cap Two thing. Um, there are a couple of things I really liked. I like the casting of Robert Redford. It's good to see him rolling around with his uh, DeForest Kelly legs, all skinny and uh, still talking yeah. smack.
1: I like I liked Robert Redford. I did feel if there are soft spots in the movie, it was every Robert Redford scene.
0: Oh, really? I thought they were all right. I didn't mind him.
1: It's just he's just kind of like doing the Robert Redford thing. <laughs> yeah, I
0: guess. Like, I guess and I I like
1: just, that. it's like all right, Robert. Now you're really nervous. Yeah. And he's like, okay, yeah. this is how Robert Redford gets nervous. Yeah.
0: Uh, there was he's a piece. The there was a piece of me that wished. Toward the end with all the fighting going on that that the Hulk would have just shown up and helped out for some reason. I don't know why him specifically even. And I
1: swear to God, I don't know. Like, I want, and maybe it's a movie with the tone of like Guardians of the Galaxy.
0: Mm.
1: But like I really would love in one of these movies that it's like, like, oh, like, you know, I wonder what the Avengers are doing right now. Yeah. And then you just cut around and it's just like. Tony Stark eating a sandwich and like, you know, Mark Ruffalo picking his belly button or something like.
0: <laughs> I'd be down with that. Guardians would be the place to do it. If you're going to do it, you do it there. Um, yeah. I, uh, what else? I thought the Falcon was cool. Um, maybe a little underused as the Falcon, but still cool. Uh, that was pretty great and i thought he did, they, they, they did a good job of inserting him but not making him distracting. yeah i i agree i just felt like I, I just have so much love for his comic incarnation that i was i had hopes for just i don't know what i i, I guess maybe i want a falcon hey, listen movie.
1: the good news is the more mo- money these movies make, we're getting solo films for everybody yeah, we, that's likely
0: know? i wouldn't be shocked when we know we're getting a black widow movie that's already been announced.
1: Uh, yeah, that hasn't been, like, announced, announced. It's oh, one of those things that they've, they've said is is kind of there that they want to do. By the way, and I don't know whether or not it's a Black Widow movie because I think that then it would be some unfortunate, like, you know, the lady has to direct the lady movie. But, yeah. like, uh, Michelle McLaren, who did so many of the best episodes of Breaking Bad mm-hmm. um, good. and did a few really great episodes of Game of Thrones... Mm-hmm. Uh, I would love to see her yeah.
0: get a shot she's in really the Marvel good. universe. Some of the best but episodes she's of so great back. attention. Yep. yep. Totally. Uh and also just a comment that I thought for once anyway, Nick Fury had some awesome stuff to do. <laughs> like it wasn't just, hey, Samuel L. Jackson looks cool in that patch and he's barking orders. There was actually some badass stuff going on. That car of his dude, that him, whole scene, him
1: getting taken in the car. Amazing.
0: Like, Amazing. It's just, it's that like, was an amazing scene. And right up there with like the best that Bourne ever gave us or any of these other like science thriller or uh, uh, thriller kind of movies where you don't know who's who and you don't know if those cops are good or bad and all that kind of stuff. Him getting barked off in the corner with those cop cars and having that fight and having that car sort of work and not work in other ways. Amazing stuff. That was great. Love so it. Good. Yeah, loved so good. Yeah.
1: So good. And also that headstone.
0: <laughs> yeah that was pretty badass
1: i mean like i it was an audible yelp I, <laughs> I i yelped and it was funny because i was in the movie with my buddy brett the amtrekker yeah. roundsville and uh i, I like it's it, they show ezekiel twenty five seventeen, the path of the righteous man and i go ah!
0: yeah and was uh, that great brett
1: just looked at me and said oh is that something from pulp fiction <laughs> Like as if I have a Yelp that in cadence and decibel... Yeah. Like indicates when I've seen something from Pulp Fiction. Yeah, a
0: reminder I, that that's your favorite, favorite movie, movie of, of yeah time. of ever. So that's important to note. But yeah, it was, I, oh my god, it I saw so that insane. and thought oh, you have got to be kidding me. But it was great, and I'm sure uh, there are websites that have broken down all the other little Easter eggs in this thing. But the fact that they put so many oh, in, yeah,
1: we get the crossbones, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, hints, you know, Betrock the Leaper yep. is is George Saint Pierre. Yep. Uh, which, by the way, I thought that was like fight wise mm-hmm. it was really rad to see it begin with like okay and now we're in a hong kong action movie let's just lock down the camera totally and and see the choreography because the rest of the movie we're going to spend on bridges and leaping off stuff and yep. jumping and throwing and you know and, and
0: don't and don't look at that shield like this i feel like this is a conversation they had How much shield do we want, guys? And somebody said, no, you want that shield. You want him hucking it. You want him boomeranging it. You want him hucking it on his back, sticking his hand through it real fast. You want him doing, you want that shield to be a character unto itself because that is who Captain America is. And then they embraced it. I am so glad they did. The shield is his lightsaber. It's awesome. It's so badass. It's ridiculous. It's over the top. It's totally fake. I don't care. It's it, you You use the shield the way you're supposed to, like and it just looks so good when it's like
1: just pinballing around the helicopter. Like, awesome, yeah, so awesome, dude!
0: So good. awesome, pinning people to uh, stuff, knocking their heads off, just fantastic.
1: So, Captain America 2, uh, big thumbs up. Uh, well, our, what are the movies going forward, real quick, before we wrap up? Oh, gosh, uh, that we want to, uh, we want to. Do spoiler cast for it. Do we want to set up any or we're we going to play it by ear?
0: Well, Summer Movies 2014, uh, a quick glance at the movies. Let's see. I mean, the big
1: the big comic book ones, which obviously would, would play most to our, our constituency. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man 2, Days of Future Past. Those seem like no brainers. Yeah,
0: for sure. Um, um Let's see here. I'm looking. I'm looking. Uh, when is Spider-Man's on May? Oh, okay, it's May 2nd. That's coming up quick. That's like next week. I better probably, a week after. I probably ought to watch the first one. I still haven't seen it. Oh I mean, dude. I think you'll dig it. First I one of, the, these, they, of these, they, inter- nailed,
1: they nailed the casting, I think yeah. with Garfield and they nailed the casting for Gwen Stacy too. Mm. Um, there, there's a little moment in the extended trailer where, uh, you know, she wants to follow him into danger and he like webs her hands to a cop car. And is like, <laughs> "Nope, like you're not coming along. And, uh, and she's just like, oh, come on, Peter. And then like covers her mouth because she just realized that she said Peter and not Spider-Man. Right, right.
0: <laughs> and uh, it's like,
1: it was just like, I just a, a very fun moment. I just need to I see it.
0: Much enjoyed. Well, I'll see it before then, I'm sure. I don't know why uh, I didn't yeah. before. No,
1: that's that's from two. That was from the two
0: trip. Oh, was it? Oh, all right. Uh, Edge of Tomorrow, Maybe. That seems like uh, I feel like we ought to do one that's a real iffy one, like the what? The, the Tom Cruise deal uh, where he's rolling around in the in the army stuff, and the oh, timekeeper yeah. setting or
1: whatever. Uh, something, something. We're in a mech and we're dying.
0: Yes, that one with the that one's hot lady. Maybe maybe uh,
1: Transformers. Sure. Transformers. Transformers. Four.
0: would be good because I haven't seen Transformers since two because I avoided three. Maybe four is yeah. where I get back in because I say actually hello kinda, to your mother for me. Kind of weirdly excited about four. I don't know why. Uh, an, so am I,
1: because uh, my entire movie draft hinges on it.
0: Yeah, you're probably going to win because of it, honestly. Um, and then I think the Planet of the Apes. Uh, uh, and there's probably some things in the middle there, but we'll... Uh, well, here, you
1: know. I'll, I'll say this, because I know that there's a reason why we definitely did this one. And it's because the 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 people on Twitter demanded it. And, and we're asking for a spoiler cast for Captain America 2 before Captain America 2 came out. Yeah. So if you want to see a spoiler cast, then... Then hit us up on Twitter.
0: Yeah. Why don't y'all let us know on Twitter. I'm at Scott Johnson. He is at Justin R. Young. And uh, we're both listening. All right. So let us know. Uh, It's going to do it for us. Uh, Big thanks, everybody. Check out frogpants.com for old episodes. You can find the uh, link to the RSS feed, the iTunes link, and all that there. So you can go ahead and sub up on the show and uh, listen for new ones as they come out. Uh, Justin, always a pleasure, man.
1: Always a pleasure to you. My yes,
0: friend. indeed. We'll see you guys next time on the Spoiler Show. This podcast is part of the Frog Pants Studios Network. For more information about this and other shows, visit frogpants.com. Audio program so good, it's like you're there.